0: Attention fans, this is this the, Devil's the Devil's State, State of, Mind of Mind Podcast, podcast. brought to brought you by to the, you hockey the Hockey Podcast Network. Now, now here's your, here's host, your host, Neil Villapiano. And what is going on, Devil's fans? And It has certainly been a while, but nonetheless... It is your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villa Piano, and welcome to a much-anticipated episode of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your still struggling New Jersey Devils. And as always, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to check this episode episode out, whether you're here on YouTube or also wherever you listen to the Devil State of Mind podcast. Just know that I greatly, greatly appreciate all of your support. And make sure if you are new to the podcast, if you're here on YouTube, leave us a like on the video, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you get notified every time. A new episode comes out here of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And also check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Google. So much more. There's so many different platforms out there. And as always, if you're on Apple or Spotify and you haven't already, do me a favor and leave a five-star rating on either. Really, really does help out the podcast. Continue to grow and continue to get out there to as many Devils fans and hockey fans out there as general. And as always, a big shout-out and thank you to all of our lovely sponsors down below. Of course, we got SeatGeek. If you use my promo code Devil State OF MIND, you can get $20 off your first Purchase again by using devil state of mind on any sporting or concert event of your choice. So make sure when you use SeatGeek to use my promo code devil state of mind to get $20 off your first purchase. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the devil state of mind podcast, as well as the hockey podcast network. And with the, you know, Super Bowl coming up now in about two weeks with the Chiefs taking on the 49ers, and then you got obviously hockey's on a little bit of a break with the All-Star break now you know, right here, but nonetheless, you're still going to have games and events to place bets on. You got the NBA going on and so much more. You already know with DraftKings Sportsbook, it's your number one destination to get in on all of the huge cash prizes. So make sure when you sign up for DraftKings to use our promo code THPN, bet $5 and get $200 in risk-free bets. And make sure Devils fans to bet responsibly. And last but certainly not least, shout out to Horns and Tail Napa Valley, the official wine club of the New Jersey Devils, and the official wine sponsor, of the devil state of my podcast. Use my promo code devil state to get 10% off all of your orders. Some really tremendous tasting wine with really, really cool devil's labels on them. It is the perfect gift for the devil's fan like yourself or the other devil's fans in your life. So make sure you use my promo code devil state to get 10% off all of your orders at horns and tail Napa Valley. So. Here we are, guys. It is January 29th, 2024. Um, You guys are going to be listening to this on Tuesday, January 30th. Uh, And it has been a little bit of a while since the last time I posted an episode. Been kind of busy with a lot of different things, but nonetheless, I've obviously been keeping tabs with doing game coverage and other things like that to give you guys the best coverage I can during this time. And yeah. Let's just say that this season up until this point has still yet to go the way that any of us expected. And it seems like with every passing day, there's some other thing that is somehow going against the New Jersey Devils. But nonetheless, despite all of that, the Devils season is far from over and there is still a lot of hockey left to be played as now the Devils, coming off of their frustrating 6-3 loss on Saturday night to the Tampa Bay Lightning, are currently on a 10-game All-Star break. The next time that they will be played will be um, suiting up will be next Tuesday night at home, 7.30 p.m. Puff Drop at the Rock when they take on Miles Wood and the Colorado Avalanche. That'll be their first chance to get themselves rolling here after the All-Star break. But to kind of jump in, let's take a look at where the Devils are as a whole. So again, they've played 47 games up to this point, now with a 24-20-3 and record, so one game above 500, 51 points, currently tied, as you can see with the Pittsburgh Penguins, for fourth, fifth overall in the Metropolitan Division. They are currently only five points behind the Philadelphia Flyers for a top three uh, positioning in the Metropolitan Division, and they are six points out of the second wild card spot, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, as we'll bring it up right here, is currently held by the Detroit Red Wings. So the Devils, in terms of both the Metropolitan Division and the wild card, certainly have some ground to make up. But then again, And it's really not surprising considering the struggles that this Devils team has had. But the good news is also is that the Devils have several games in hand on a bunch of teams in front of them, including the Flyers. They have three games in hand. So the Devils will have the chance to really, really make up ground Once we get back from the all-star break, right now the Devils have 35 games remaining in this season, so still a lot of time between now and the early parts of April to really get this season going and turned around the way that we need to so that they can get back into the playoffs. So again, currently on a 10-day break, coming off that 6-3 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. What was probably most frustrating to me about that game was just the fact that I felt that Vitek Vanacek... Played a pretty good game, but nonetheless, it, his his solid performance was not enough, and the Devils just lack of you know solid defense. And even though they did get goals, it was just too little, too late uh, in that situation. So a very very frustrating way to kind of uh, end, more or less the first half of the season. I mean they played more than and then 41 games, but still to kind of go into the all-star break on somewhat of a low note, I was hoping that maybe they would find a way to get uh, at least one of the two games after that big win earlier last week against the Vegas Golden Knights, but they end up with two semi-disappointing showings against Carolina and Tampa Bay, respectfully. So let's look at what are the major issues of this team? And yeah, we've talked about it numerous times, but let's just bring everything into light, shall we? And we'll start with the most glaring thing, and that is the amount of injuries. The Devils have not only had some of the most injuries overall in the NHL, but injuries to key top players. And the Devils are still far from being at full strength and most likely will never get to full strength considering the longevity of certain players' injury. So we look at it right here, a couple of uh, notable names. You can kind of disregard Eric Holla at, uh, you know, with being 10-day, excuse me, hit the wrong button there. Sorry about that. But you can look at the Eric Holla injury. And it's not really injury. He actually missed the last game because his wife uh, gave birth to their second child. So congratulations to Eric Halla and the of family on that. But you currently, when you look at this Devils team, they have five players injured. You have Dougie Hamilton, who finally got put on long-term IR after his pectoral injury. Jack Hughes, currently still out with an upper body injury. He is on IR, but there is some uh uncertainty as to whether or not he will be fully a full participant in the All-Star game, which is still in another two or three days. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens uh, moving forward with that. And we still don't have a really good idea as to when Jack Hughes is going to return. Tomasz Nosik is still out with a lower body injury. He's on IR, but... As of last week, Lindy Ruff said he started skating. So it sounds like Tomasz Nozik actually is going to, at some point, uh, return to the lineup, which is big considering, you know, he has barely played this year. He's had two different injuries where he's missed a ton of, uh, of games, and uh, it would be nice to get some help there on the bottom six, especially since we're pretty depleted there as well. Brendan Smith, upper body injury uh, currently on IR. Don't really have an update on him right now. Just really not much of anything. Jonas Siegenthaler, lower body, although let's call it like it is. He broke his foot against the Vancouver Canucks a couple of weeks ago. He, as well, is also on IR. So you look at it, the Devils have three defensemen and two forwards, and all of them are key in one way or another um, that are out. And we really don't have a good idea with any of these guys, except maybe Tomasz Nosik, as to when they might return. So again, that has been kind of one of the one of the biggest achilles heel of this devils team they haven't been able to be healthy so the chemistry hasn't been there they haven't been able to generate the success that they've expected to at the beginning of the season the devils were so healthy last year that the chemistry was there everybody was clicking throughout the year this year It just hasn't been that way. It's been a lot of bad luck. And you're hopeful with this 10-day break and with the season progressing that over time in the next couple of weeks, the Devils can get some of these guys back. We get closer to full strength and really, really try to take off here, especially hoping that Jack Hughes can return. Because I got to be very honest with you guys. And this comes as... No surprise at all. But the reality is, is that this team does not play as well without Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes makes this team go. Yeah. Nico Heaster's the captain and everybody respects him, but Jack Hughes is the guy that really makes this team go, really makes this team perform. And I think that that's really the important thing here is that he needs to get back ASAP so that this devil's team on offense and as a team overall can really, really start to get going again. Now. There are two other players that are currently out and are going to be out indefinitely. And I knew at some point I was going to have to talk about this. But this came up last week as the New Jersey Devils posted this statement saying, Michael McLeod and Calfoot have each requested and been granted indefinite leave of absences from the team. And the club will have no further comments at this time. That's pretty much it. Now, the reason... In case you don't know, uh, is simply because it is put, it is possible that both of those two players are potentially involved in the Hockey Canada 2018 World Junior, uh, Team sexual assault investigation. Currently, the London, Ontario police said that five players, uh, five players that they have targeted need to, quote, surrender themselves to the London, Ontario police because they apparently have evidence to claim that they were involved heavily in this sexual assault. Now, the London, Ontario police did say that they will have um, a press conference next Monday, February 5th. Um, And they will be live on their Facebook page, pretty much giving us some amount of details as to what is going on. We really don't know who legitimately is involved, but considering that McLeod and Foote are two of the five players that are taking an indefinite leave of absence, it's kind of hard not to assume that they're probably involved. But again, we have to wait and see until we get firm confirmation. I'm not going to give you guys an opinion on it or what I think of the whole situation until I get the full story with everything. So I hope you guys um, are understanding of that because right now I don't want to, you know, jump the gun on anything. If, uh, if, if things turn out differently than what maybe we're expecting at this moment, but yeah, so now you have two more players out. So the Devils currently have seven different guys unavailable to play, and really we have no timeline on any of them. Five of them are just injuries, and two of them are indefinite leave of absences. And maybe we don't see them for the rest of this year. And if the if the reports are true, and the investigation comes uh, as 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 when it claims to be, then we may never see those two individuals that I just mentioned ever play another game for the New Jersey Devils. And again, we'll discuss all of that more detail down the road once we get um, more of an idea as to what is going on. And so the the, the other thing that really has been a very obvious issue from the offseason till now is, of course, the goaltending woes for this Devils team. And you look at the three guys that have suited up in net for the Devils. Vitek Vanecek, 16-8 in two. So not bad. He's six games over 500, a pretty solid overall win-loss record, but he has a really bad 3.24 goals against average, a point eight eight six save percentage. And then Akira Schmidt, who by this time is now down in Utica and has really been struggling with the comments as well. He had a 5-7-1 record, a 3.26 goals against average, and a .893 save percentage. And then Nico Dawes, who again had been out until December with uh, a... With uh, after off-season surgery, he has played in just eight games. He's currently the backup or one B to VTech Vanacek. Nico Dawes is three five and O with a three point four three goals against average and a .895 save percentage. He has given up nine goals in the last two games that he has played in. So clearly, after a solid start, and if you remember from the most recent episode that we posted, we were talking about the recent success, or at that time, the recent success of Nico Dawes well, he has fallen back into the mean. So the Devils have three different net minders that don't have a goals above average below three or a save percentage above nine. Clearly, I think other than the injuries, this is without a doubt the biggest problem for this New Jersey Devils team. And Tom Fitzgerald, who... Got a contract extension, got a promotion, he has to find a way to solve these issues. Whether it's adding some more defense to help the defense be more responsible and or Getting a goaltender, you got to find a way to make some fixes here if you want to still make a push to get into the playoffs and give yourself a chance once the playoffs get underway. And so we're going to continue to speculate. We're going to hear rumors left and right. We heard a rumor today about Adam Henrique maybe going back to New Jersey here, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later in this episode. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's just we are in a difficult spot. Overall, the season is still far from over, but the more games that the Devils play, like they played against Carolina and Tampa and against many other teams this year, the more that we as a whole will continue to be concerned and start really, really questioning different things. And I am still not the biggest Lindy Ruff supporter. I still think that his system just quite frankly doesn't work with this team, even with the amount of injuries going on but I am trying to be somewhat fair to him in terms of just saying that what would happen if this team was fully healthy and the goaltending was solid? Would we be in the same position? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But if you're going to make a coaching change, I think at this point there's no point in doing it. I think you're too far into the season. Yes, the Islanders did it last week. I get it. But I just don't see a situation where the Devils make that change and it works. I just know that, yeah, it worked for Edmonton, but they're the lone example. Several other teams, Ottawa is a good example as well. They, they did it and then nothing, nothing improved. So really overall here, that's the situation that we're in. So bottom line is this, the Devils have to play better. Certainly, they have to start winning games, particularly at home. Their defense has to be more responsible. The goaltending has to be somewhat half decent to win us some of these games. Uh, and we got to get healthy. And some of that can easily be fixed. Some of it is just out of the team's control. But it's all about just continuing to try to go out there, compete, and continue to push because eventually, some of that bad luck is going to turn to good luck. Good luck, and the Devils are going to make some make, you know, win some games that they need to win and rack up the points. And Tom Fitzgerald got to do something to give this team support. Nico Heischer, sure, he made that comment right after the Tampa game. And he said, this team's got to look themselves in the mirror and decide what type of team they want to be. Once we get back from this break. And so hopefully with some rest. And re- relaxation and recovery, that this team can come back a little fresher, both physically and mentally, with a better mindset, and start to get going here. Once the Devils are back on uh, February again, February sixth, uh, when they're back home against Colorado, so that's where we are with this team. And as always, guys, let me know in the comment section here on YouTube what you think about the Devils overall, um, what they need to do, your, your you know different ideas. Would love to hear it and love to interact with you guys. So now I want to shift to something we've all been waiting for, we've talked about it numerous times, and finally, towards the beginning of last weekend, we finally got to see what the 2024 NHL Stadium Series jersey would look like, and here... It is, as you can see here on YouTube, the Devils one, mostly red with black stripes on the arms, a black top near the shoulders with a gigantic black NJ logo without the circle. So basically what you've seen more or less on like Twitter and things like that and some of the promotions that the Devils have used, they finally decided to use this and I think it looks absolutely tremendous. I think it looks awesome. I'm so, so happy that the Devils went this way. The only thing that maybe I would change is instead of a black shoulder, you just make that red as well. I think that would have looked a little bit better, but nonetheless, I think this is pretty much a nine out of 10 for me. I know some people are not wild about it, especially with the lack of a circle, whatever the case you want to make. Nonetheless, I think it's awesome. You can also see the Flyers one. It's a little simple. But I think it still looks pretty good. The New York Islanders one looks really, really bad. Not a big fan of it at all. And I hate to say it because we are all Devils fans. But the Rangers one I think looks pretty cool. The white with the NYR down the side, I think that looks pretty solid. So overall, I think three out of the four look really, really solid. But the Devils one, in my opinion, I think the opinion of a lot of people is the best one. And I think that they really tried to do that considering that this is a Devils Theme stadium Series. It's in New Jersey. It's at MetLife Stadium. This is they, they tried to really go all out for the Devils. So they were unveiled finally at Friday this past Friday morning. And the Adidas-designed jerseys for each of the four teams playing featured bold designs, oversized numbers, and letters that convey a futuristic vision of hockey played outdoors. They also have the word Stadium Series. On the inside back neck, which I think has always been a nice touch that Adidas has done to have some wording or something creative on the back neck uh, part of, of all their jerseys. Now... The quick description from NHL about the Devils one is that New Jersey, which has played in only one previous outdoor game, the 2014 Stadium Series at Yankee Stadium, will wear a dark red sweater with black stripes and an uncircled black Devils logo on the crest. Again, very simple, but it really came out super, super well. Love this color red, the black. The big numbers I think is a really nice touch. I also like the back of the... Uh, you know, the, the letters, uh, the, the numbering and, and everything like that. I think it looks really, really good. So overall, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I can't wait to see them at um, at the game and at practice. Uh, it's been reported that the Devils are looking to maybe do a red or black chrome helmet with a big NJ logo as well. And I think that's going to be similar to what a lot of the other teams are going to do as well. And we'll see more of that as we get closer and closer and closer. We are about 19 days, a little less than three weeks away from the stadium series. I'm so excited that I get a chance to be there. And I know a lot of you are going as well. And I look forward to interacting with you guys. I'm going to try to get there as soon as possible when they open up parking. And I can't wait to interact with all of you guys throughout the entirety of it. So, I hope to see you all there. And again, really, really excited about this jersey. But as always, let me know what you guys think. Do you like them? Do you not like them? What do you think they should have done to maybe look better? or Whatever the case, whatever your case may be, let me know. Would love to hear your guys' thoughts as always. And uh, it should also be mentioned really quickly here that the jerseys will be made available at NHLShop.com, Fanatics Network of Online Stores, NHL Shop New York City at Manhattan West, and Team Stores beginning on February 5th. So you will have a chance, especially for a lot of Devils fans, your first chance at a Devils home game to get them will be on that uh, February 6th against the Colorado Avalanche. And I'm definitely tempted to go get one right then and there instead of waiting around um, you know, to get it ordered to me. I think that might be a quicker way to get it because I did, I have heard some reports that, um, you know, it might take longer than, than people would like, maybe longer maybe after uh, the stadium series, which is a no-go for a lot of us. It also should be mentioned that a lot of other, um, you know, different apparel for the stadium series, hats, shirts, sweatshirts, a lot of different stuff are already been made available on The Devils website, so you guys can get a lot of different things there to get yourselves prepared for a really, really exciting stadium series coming up in a little less than three weeks. It's going to be really, really exciting. So the last thing I wanted to do here on this episode, I haven't done this in a while, but I wanted to do it today. I decided that I wanted to do a little bit of a Q and A with all of you lovely listeners on both Twitter at devil state and also on Instagram at devil state of mind. And you guys can always send me questions as well. Would love to interact with all of my fans as much as possible. But both on Twitter and Instagram, I asked everybody to give them uh, some questions to let me answer. And we'll go from there. So we'll start with our questions via Twitter, and this first one comes from my good buddy Newfi NJ Devils fan at NJD, the number four, and then Life on Twitter. He says, "With with uh, Lindy Ruff pretty much on the hot seat, other than Travis Green, likely the one stepping in as interim head coach." Who could you see slide in to take over um, as head coach? So this is something that a lot of people have talked about in terms of what should the Devils do. I don't think firing Lindy Ruff at this point in the season is going to do much of anything. I could be totally wrong. Travis Green is obviously with some NHL head coaching experience. He is certainly an option. You have Kevin Dineen, the head coach of the Utica Comets, who has NHL experience. Craig Berube, who currently doesn't have a job, um, and I'm sure there's certain other names that have come up. Uh, you got the guy, I don't know why his name always escapes me, but the former head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, who got fired early this year. He's still a very solid coach, and he's an option as well. There's, there's a handful of options out there, but I don't think firing Lindy Ruff right now and then putting in some brand new head coach is going to change much of anything. I think most likely the most seamless transition would be Lindy gets fired. And then most likely Travis Green takes over and tries to prove himself. But I don't have any sort of inkling that Tom Fitzgerald is even considering firing Lindy Ruff at any time right now. But yeah, those are just some options um, to basically look at in terms of what they think, uh, you know, what? What who might... Um, be available. It might be just you know, in terms of uh, in terms of what they what the the Devils might do. As I mentioned before, Jay Woodcroft uh, from Edmonton. I think he's going to be a name that comes up a bunch. There might be some other guys out there as well. So I think that's something to keep in mind. But uh, thank you, Newfie NJ Devils fan, for the question. Next one comes from my good friend Crystal, a.k.a. at Marino Devils on Twitter. She asked me this really interesting question. She She said, if you could bring one player back from last year's team, who would it be and why? And when I look at some of the guys that have left... I would probably say it was Ryan Graves because I felt that Ryan Graves overall was a really solid big body block shooting block shot defenseman. I thought that he really really performed admirably. Yeah, he kind of struggled in the playoffs, but a bunch of guys did. But I think overall he would he was somebody that I really would have liked to have kept. But again, he was looking for another big boy contract. Totally understand that, and he cashed in with the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are pretty much in the same boat as the Devils right now. So it's not like he's missing out on too much. Uh, Damon Severson, I think, would certainly be another option. I'm not, I've am not; i never been the biggest Damon Severson fan, but I thought overall, with less ice time, I thought that he played better. I think overall, he was our best defensive defenseman for a guy who's usually been an offensive defenseman. I, I, I definitely... Um, it would have been nice to keep him on a shorter term deal. But again, he got a big money deal from Columbus. It's not going so well right now. But, uh, nonetheless, I think, uh, those are two guys that I would have liked to at least try to keep one of them. But, um, you know, that's, that's really how I see it. But thank you again, Crystal, for the question. As always, really, really do appreciate it. Uh, Jay Dubs at Dubs is like on Twitter asked this question to Foley situation Tyler to Foley if no deal is in place before the deadline i believe we should move him can't chance him walking for nothing what do you think i i don't I don't think that this is something the Devils are even considering, honestly. There's no reason to be trading Tyler Toffoli, your best overall goal goal scorer, the only guy with 20 goals, currently at 21, well on his way to another 30-goal season like he had last year. He's pretty much been as advertised. I know he had his struggles earlier this month, but he's really, really gotten it going with, I think, five or six goals in the last couple of games. He went into the All-Star break on a high note. And uh, I expect him to continue to have that success. And especially with getting guys like Jack Hughes and and Tomas Nosek and other guys like that back in the lineup, I think could only help him even more. But I don't think the Devils should move him at all. Um I understand there's definitely a 50-50 uh, feeling at times about Toffoli, but... I, I don't think that there's any reason to get rid of him at all. And in terms of what the Devils might do in the offseason, you know, you gotta look to re-sign Dawson Mercer, who's a restricted free agent. Tyler Toffoli, it's really gonna be a question of is, does he wanna chase one more huge money contract before, uh, before his career is over, or does he want to make it more of a team friendly deal? Stick with a team like the devils. That's going to compete for Stanley cup for years to come. I would lean more towards the latter. And I think that the devils are going to find a way to get a pretty solid deal done. I'm thinking like a four by four um, type of contract for Tyler Toffoli. I think he's been really, really solid. I know Sharon Govich has done really well in Calgary, but I think Toffoli has been a really nice addition to this team. Tom Fitzgerald really likes him. Uh, to Foley and even his father have s- said glowing things consistently about the Devils. So I think that they're going to end up getting a deal done. I don't think it's going to happen till the off season because Tom Fitzgerald doesn't really get deals done during the year. And especially with other moves that need to be made this season, I wouldn't expect it. But I think overall you got to keep Tyler Toffoli, no reason to move on from him at all. So thank you to the three people who submitted questions via Twitter and we got about we got a we got a handful of questions via Instagram as well. First one, it's the first of two um, from my friend Andrew underscore mb 4 on uh, on Instagram. He was asking this question about uh, should the Devils replace Lindy Ruff? with Craig Berube. So this is definitely a name, as I just mentioned before, this is a name that has certainly come up in terms of, is he a replacement for, could he be a replacement for Lindy Ruff? You know, what is his situation? It came as somewhat of a surprise that he ended up getting let go by the St. Louis Blues, who are still in a position to make a run and getting into the playoffs. And they're not really struggling that much, but I guess that uh, Doug Armstrong and the Blues felt that they needed a change Craig Berube, not that long ago, as you can see, won a Stanley Cup. He took a Blues team when he got put in as the interim head coach, took them from last place on January 1st to six-plus months later, hoisting the Stanley Cup. Do I think he could do that right now with this Devils team? Considering how depleted they are, I don't think anybody could really uh, you know, have that amount of success. But he's certainly a name to keep in mind if the Devils do decide at some point and if he's available. To make a coaching change. It wouldn't be one of the... It w- I think it would be a solid hire. I don't think it would be a, a bad hire in any way, shape, or form. So I think that's kind of an interesting uh, guy to look at. So uh, thank you, Andrew, for for that suggestion. Definitely something to keep in mind. The other question he asks is, how do you compare this season to the 2018-19 season post-playoff appearance and injury? Yeah, 2018-19, it was similar. We had a bunch of injuries. Taylor Hall was out. Uh, we didn't make a lot of additions to the team. Uh, I think that Ray Shore even admitted that he didn't expect the team to be in the position that they were in after the 17-18 season. Um, and the Devils, just quite frankly, they uh, overachieved. I don't think it's the same situation here. I do think that there are some similarities with injury and also lack of consistent goaltending, and that's been a problem for many years. Um, so there are a little bit of similarities, but the Devils are in a better position than they were that year. In 2018-19, their season was pretty much over by the halfway point of the year. This season is far from over, and if they could string together two or three wins in a row, they're probably right back in a playoff spot. So I, that's where I think the major difference is, is that this season is still far from over, and this is a lot more talented team. A lot of it is just... A lot of injuries to key guys, not just one guy, a lot of key injuries. That would be the difference. Uh, so thank you, Andrew, for both of those questions. Appreciate it, man. Uh, my friend Gaza, Gaza18.77 says, Will you be purchasing the Devils' new Stadium Series jersey? Simply put, as mentioned before, yes, I will. Most likely it's going to be uh, when the next time I go to a Devils game, which will be that February 6th game at home against the Avalanche. So thank you for that simple question. Uh, blue seats, 94, which is a podcast that covers New York Rangers here on the hockey podcast Network, were hosted by my good buddy, uh, Jimmy Finizzi. He asks besides goaltending, what's an area of improvement that's most important for the devil's defense. The devils are lacking some solid, responsible defensive defensemen. And there are guys out, out there like, uh, Cedar, uh, Tanev, Noah Hannafin, Guys like that, that if the Devils could acquire them, could certainly help on the back end, bring some more veteran presence, some playoff experience uh, to this team, and really just more uh, responsibility in the defensive zone because I think the lack of defensive play and the goaltending have worked kind of together in terms of causing the problems that they had. So I really, really think that um, they need to uh, – They need to look at defensemen as well as looking at a goaltender. And maybe they try to get both in the same type of deal. Who knows? I think that's certainly something that has been brought up a bunch in terms of what the Devils might do in packages to acquire certain players. But I would say overall, to answer that question, got to be defense for sure. So thank you, Jimmy, for the question. I do appreciate it. Uh, Stefan underscore D E underscore S W E R T said teams should change to a more team defense first system like Winnipeg and Carolina. Your take? I've never been a defense first type of guy because I've seen this Devils team play that type of system when like John Hines was here and it just didn't work out that well. Maybe the Devils personnel wasn't conducive to that system, but. It's definitely not the worst suggestion in the world because this team is a lot of all offense and no defense type of mentality. So maybe shifting to more of a system with a coach that's more like that might actually work. But the real big thing is is that the players have to buy into the system and work at it to a T. And they have to be responsible on both ends of the ice. And that's something I think the Devils have lacked. So maybe the changing of a system to something more similar to that might actually work well for this team. So interesting point to put there, Stephen. Appreciate it, man. TJ Bennett, my good buddy, uh, he asked, what three things are you wanting to see with this team coming out of the break? I'll make it really simple. Get healthy. That certainly includes Jack Hughes. Find some amount of solution in net, whether it's one or even two goaltenders, if you want to go that crazy, but you got to find a solution in net. And then the third and most important thing to me simply is just the overall vibe in the locker room. More guys got to speak up. I want to see this team be more aggressive. I don't want to see this team get off to slow starts like we've seen all year long and then give up the first goal. I want to see them come out attacking right away. Put that pressure on the other team, whether you're at home or on the road. And that's going to eventually generate some really good chances to score first and get that momentum right away. So I want to see that. want to see all this overall vibe and mindset be better. So those are the three areas I want to see. get healthy. Improve the goaltending and end the defense as well. Whether it's trades or whatever you got to do, and overall get the vibe to a big, to a better position like it was last year. And I think if you could do the first two things and you know string together some wins, I think that vibe and overall and that belief is going to happen. Chemistry is such an important thing with uh, in hockey, and you have to have to get that going at some point. And that comes from getting healthy and getting that belief in that this team could still rack together wins and be a force in the NHL. And last, but certainly not least, Pat bombs, B a U M S on Instagram, asking thoughts on Adam Henrique to replace Michael McLeod that it was talked about on Elliot Friedman's 32 thoughts earlier today. And he said, I don't doubt that the devils haven't considered Adam Henrique. Henrique has been linked to several teams, including the devils Henrique, has been linked to the Devils numerous times. It's been reported that the Devils have interest in bringing bringing Uncle Rico back to New Jersey. I think it wouldn't be that bad of a move. He's got 15 goals and 18 assists on the year, so he has just over 30 points. Technically, from that perspective, he would be he's better than what Michael McLeod has been. But McLeod is the best faceoff guy in the NHL. But it, with it looking like we're not going to see McLeod again this season, and maybe for the rest of uh for you know forever depending on the situation with the hockey canada investigation i don't think this is a bad move at all actually it's a very good one the devils have plenty of cap space to take on his contract at just over just under 3 million for the rest of the year, so not worry about retention, so you don't have to give up a ton, and he's an unrestricted free agent, so you don't have. To, so if you don't re-sign him, it's not the end of the world either. And Lindy Ruff will make moves like this uh, to bring in guys that maybe are just rentals, and I'm sure for the Devils overall psyche and vibe for fans, and maybe even some of the organization to bring back Adam Henrique. Back to New Jersey several years later, uh, I think would be would be really nice for this team, and I think he could actually help this team with the veteran presence and also just providing some really solid bottom six scoring overall. He's a pretty solid centerman in his own right, who could also play on the wing uh, as well. So. You know, I, I think that it wouldn't hurt to make a move. And, and as I mentioned earlier today, maybe if you're really thinking about trying to trade for John Gibson, maybe you include Gibson and Adam Henrique in a package. It would certainly cost you a lot more because you would have to take some retention. But nonetheless, you could potentially fix or add a solid veteran piece to your bottom six and also add a goaltender that could potentially, on a on a you know winning team with a better defense although the devil's defense still needs work um, could help you solve your goaltending problems. So lots of, lots to look at there. Appreciate it, Pat, for that question. Definitely something interesting to see with Adam Henrique. I would certainly be on board for a multitude of different reasons, as I just mentioned, to bring Adam Henrique back to the garden state. So thank you to everybody who uh, put out their um, questions for this. I'm going to do this again numerous times throughout the year. And certainly in the off season as well. So you'll have more opportunities to do so. But uh really I want to thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the Devil State of Mind podcast. Make sure to follow us all, all of our social media media platforms, Devil State of Mind on Facebook, Instagram at Devil State of Mind, and then also on Twitter as well at Devil's State. And check out the podcast here on YouTube. Like, uh, comment, share, and subscribe. Really does appreciate it, and check it out wherever you listen to podcast as well. So the Devils are on a bit of, a, are on somewhat of a break, and hopefully they can rest, recover, and get themselves focused for a really, really tough playoff push for the rest of this season. But again, thank you guys for checking out this edition of the Devil State of Mind podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. Everyone, continue to be the awesome people that you are. Have a great week, and as always. Everybody, you already know what to do. Let's go Devils! Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And they already got a bunch of different lines out there, like who's going to score the first, uh, touchdown of the game, the overall over and under amount of points, and so much more. There's so many different opportunities to get in on huge cash prizes for Super Bowl 58. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use our code THPN. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 8778 HOPENY or text HOPENY to 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DraftKings.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources.